Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Threepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. You are now listening to... Pat's Pulpit Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast, Black Friday edition. Another Thanksgiving is in the books. Hopefully you and yours all had as good a Thanksgiving as you can have, given a global pandemic. Alex Shane here, as always, with my buddy Rich Hill, breaking down all things week 12 in the NFL somehow. Rich, how was your holiday? Oh, it is great. I'm here in beautiful Pennsylvania. We had some very delicious uh, green bean casserole, uh, cream corn casserole, had some delicious pies. Honestly, Thanksgiving sides are the best foods in the entire world. We had our turkey. We had everything. I wish we could have Thanksgiving food year-round. No, I'm with you, man. I mean, I'm a turkey guy. I enjoy turkey, but, but turkey's overrated. We all know that. Turkey's <laughs> kind of like the, the engine that makes the meal go, but no one's like, oh, I'm looking at all these delicious things on this this kind of spread, and the turkey's what I want the most. No, you have the turkey so you can kind of get to the sides. Uh, so I, I'm with you. Great holiday. Again, hope you, I'm glad to hear you enjoyed yours. Ours was good. However, uh, in terms of good, uh, I will admit that I have seen better Thanksgiving Day football contests than I saw yesterday. Um, Usually I feel a little guilty falling asleep during the Cowboys game, but not so much yesterday because luckily for me, I woke up in the last, like, ten minutes of the game, and that's when all the action happened. (laughs) Yeah, well, did anything surprise you during these games, or did Antonio Gibson scoring, like, three touchdowns and going for 115 (laughs) on the ground be something that you expected? I mean, again, I I expected the Lions to lose. I feel like the Lions lose every Thanksgiving. It's almost as as much for tradition as Turkey is. But uh, (laughs) I I did not see the Washington football team hanging 41 on the Cowboys. Uh, My wife's a Cowboys fan, so it was kind of a rough day for her. But she's kind of punted on the season anyway. Who would have thought that the Texans and the the football team would score 41 points? So offensive explosion late in these games and unfortunately there was not the marquee game of of the week which is Steelers Ravens I'll be very curious to see Rich how the NFL handles this because uh with the Lamar Jackson and some other starters on the Ravens coming down with COVID and the Ravens announcing they're not going to be in their facility till at least Monday that really throws a monkey wrench in this operation how's the NFL going to handle this uh 
they'll make it up as they go, as they always do. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the Steelers have a right to be frustrated. This is the second time this season that, you know, their opponents haven't been following the protocols or their games have been affected. Uh, and then this one is just this particularly egregious offense where the, the strength and conditioning coach, I believe, just decided not to wear his tracker so they couldn't do contact tracing, and he didn't report that he was feeling the symptoms until much later. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, the reigning MVP has COVID. So that's what happens when the, the teams just don't follow the protocols. The league, they need to absolutely bring the hammer down on the, the Ravens organization for allowing this to happen. And, like, it's honestly, the, the league has no idea what they're going to do. They haven't at any point. And, uh, you know, it, maybe they'll allow them to postpone the game because they want the Ravens to do well. Maybe they'll say, you know what, your punishment is that you have to play Robert Griffin III as your quarterback. But I, I'm sure that that decision will come about an hour before kickoff. Most likely. And I think that there's no way. There's talk about maybe making the Ravens forfeit this game. Um, that might be the way to do it. That would be the cleanest in terms of rescheduling and whatnot. But that's also a, a marquee game with playoff implications that will be off the table. And from a money perspective, they're just not going to do that. So I'll be very curious to see what happens there. Uh, the good news is if that does happen this week somehow, uh, it caps off a pretty good slate of games overall. Uh, any other games around the league you're excited about besides Patriots-Cardinals? Yeah, there's a few good ones. I, I think Chargers-Bills uh, should be a good one that's a Sunday at 1 p.m. game the, the Chargers don't have necessarily the greatest record but they are the Patriots opponent next week uh, and Justin Herbert I think is one of the best young quarterbacks in the entire league he's really exceeding all expectations uh, then you also have uh, you know the the 49ers and the Chiefs where you have Patrick Mahomes going against some guy named Thomas Patrick Edward Brady Jr. so uh, it, it should be a pretty good game I, I think there's a couple good games going on there are a couple of games going on. That Chiefs-Bucks game, uh, I am very excited about. Um, I, I'm not overly excited about the storylines that are going to kind of get crammed down our throat or are already getting crammed down our throat in terms of Brady versus Mahomes, but that's okay. It's very easy to ignore the noise this year because nothing really makes any sense. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, Rich. Looking back at the, 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 the year so far, looking at Week 12, this, this Patriots-Cardinals game was one of those ones that I was never really quite sure on, uh, at least early on in the year, depending. You know, the Cardinals one of those teams that has always seemed to be kind of bad, and it's hard for me to acknowledge that they're a really solid team this year. But looking at this Cardinals roster and looking at how they've played so far this year, uh, are they would you call them a sleeper team uh, going into the postseason stretch, or are they finally getting the respect they deserve? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that they are a pretty underrated team. I, I think that... Uh, they aren't given the credit that they deserve because they're in the same division as the Seahawks, the same division as the Rams, two teams that definitely get a lot more national acclaim. And it's always easy to forget that there is a team in Arizona. There, there, there's a team in Arizona that's doing well, and it's more than just Larry Fitzgerald. Kyler Murray is one of the best, if not the best, new quarterback in the league. I know Lamar Jackson's the reigning MVP. There's Patrick Mahomes. Kyler Murray is up there uh, with those two for bringing in the new future of the league. He is just very accurate. Cliff Kingsbury, their head coach, has done an exceptional job drawing up an offense to capitalize on his mobility. The fact that DeAndre Hopkins is a player that they acquired who is producing like the best receiver in the league, over 900 receiving yards. They have a great running back duo in Kenyon Drake, the former Dolphin, and Chase Edmonds. Uh, and then they, they rounded out with Christian Kirk, who's another good receiver, uh, Larry Fitz, but he, he's not going to be available. So they have a very balanced offense. They like to spread everything out super wide. They take advantage of a lot of really well-drawn-up players plays and uh, you know the Patriots are going to have their hands full there was a mobile quarterback last week the Patriots faced in Deshaun Watson who 
ran around the field like he had nobody else against him. Uh, the Patriots got lit up, completely gashed on defense by Deshaun Watson. Uh, and I, I think that Deshaun Watson may be a, a better quarterback than Kyler Murray at this stage in his career. He has more experience and, and a little more time in that Houston system versus Kyler Murray, so new to the league. However, looking at what happened to the Patriots defense last week against the Texans, um, although they didn't really run the ball well, Houston didn't, but they've passed the ball at will. A lot of Deshaun Watson, the completions were just kind of overthrows, not like there weren't guys open. And there was a couple times where there was just there should have been a completion, there wasn't. And it was just a pretty efficient performance by Watson. It makes me wonder if the Patriots are going to be able to hang with the Cardinals, who have a much better receiver in DeAndre Hopkins than they had in Will Fuller, say. And looking at the players that gained yards and got over 80 yards receiving last week, uh, I'm just I'm kind of worried that New England might be in for a long day. Yeah, well, I think the big difference between the Cardinals and the Texans is that the Texans had that good one-two duo, the Cooks as well as Fuller. Uh, the the Cardinals don't necessarily have that. Uh, they just have DeAndre Hopkins, but they also have better running backs. Kenyon Drake is a very good running back in this system. Chase Edmonds provides a little bit of that running back, receiving back balance. He has about 300 yards rushing and receiving. And then Kyler Murray leads the quarterbacks in like 10 rushing touchdowns. He has over 600 rushing yards. He is just completely dynamic. He, he is more of a runner like Lamar Jackson with regards to athleticism and speed uh, compared to Deshaun Watson. But he's also more like Deshaun Watson when it comes to throwing the ball than Lamar Jackson. So Kyler Murray kind of is that full package type of player. Uh, so hold, the Patriots will have their hands full. And I, I mean, if they were unable to stop Deshaun Watson last week uh, and they needed a huge monsoon to slow down Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, I'm not quite sure what they have up their sleeves to stop this Cardinals team. If you are Bill Belichick, what are you going to do? Yeah, I think the only thing I feel confident in saying right now, uh, trying to put on my, my crystal ball, is that Fon Gilmore will be on Hopkins. I think that's a pretty easy matchup right there. After that, uh, I really don't know. I think you want to really stack the box again. I think maybe Adrian Phillips is going to be my X factor today, because, or maybe Adrian Phillips and or Kyle Duggar, that combination, as kind of the, the, the spy slash robber role in the middle of the field to keep Kyler Murray in the pocket. I think if the Patriots can keep Kyler Murray in the pocket and eliminate his ability as a runner, uh, they, they could they could fare well uh, against the, the Cardinals. I think in terms of the skill sets of the secondary versus the receiving core, uh, Hopkins aside, that's a pretty good matchup. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm worried about is not just uh, Kyler Murray, but just can the Patriots continue to stop the run the way they have the past couple of weeks. Uh, they've been trending in the right direction, and if they can make the Cardinals one-dimensional, and force them to throw from the pocket and not let some schoolyard football happen, then that, I think they have a decent shot. But the question is, can they do that? Because if any quarterback can run around in the backfield for, for eight, nine seconds, no cornerback in the league can cover that. So I, I just don't want to see these, these plays where they've got Kyler Murray dead to rights, he scrambles out, he rolls to his left, he rolls to his right, and hits some tight end crossing on the middle. Because we talked about it last week, Grace, that the Patriots just can't cover the middle of the field. They've got nobody on the crosser route. They've got nobody in the middle. If you can leave that middle of the field open and give Kyler Murray time to throw, uh, it's going to be trouble for the Patriots. So I want to see Kyle Duggar and or Adrian Phillips, maybe even Chase Winovich, keep the Patriots, uh, keep the Cardinals in the pocket 
force him to be kind of a pure pocket passer and limit the run game could bode well for him. Oh, totally. I mean, I, I completely agree with that game plan. I think the Patriots will need to have both a you know safety as well as a linebacker on dual spiral on Kyler Murray because of his athleticism. Like There cannot be any one-on-one scenarios because we saw that last week against Deshaun Watson. The Patriots got embarrassed with their open field tackling against the Texans, and that's just simply going to happen again against Kyler Murray, but to a much worse extent because he is a much bigger and better athlete. And so if I'm the Patriots, my X factor is going to be John Simon, who's been and a reliable starter, reliable player on the edge. He's been pretty consistent. He's been solid and okay, but he needs to have a bigger game and he can't be exposed on that edge because, you know, Adrian Phillips is going to do what he does. Kyle Duggar is going to do what he does. I think Duggar is going to get matched up on Darren Arnold, who's their tight end. Uh, and, and I imagine that Adrian Phillips will help with the spiral on Kyler Murray, but it's not going to be okay if it's just Phillips on his own against Murray. You're going to need to have some player in that defensive front that's going to be more disruptive and ensure that Murray can't leave the edge. And so long as Winovich's role is kind of, you know, where is he going to line up? Simon is that consistency point who needs to step up. I like that. I think Simon's kind of one of those under-the-radar players this year that hasn't really gotten the credit because there's just so much flux on the defensive line and there's so many people that are kind of overshadowing that. But I like Simon a lot as a defensive X factor. I'd love to see just kind of anybody who's in that lineman hybrid linebacker role uh, step up a little more and maybe make that little the middle of the field problems go away. Not overly optimistic about that, but uh, but that's that'd, that'd be awesome. Um, however, I think that another maybe an area where the Patriots uh, have a slight advantage over the Cardinals, if you want to give it that, uh, if they play up to their full potential, which <laughs> honestly they haven't really done at all this year, so I don't know why they're getting an advantage. But um, I, I, I'd love to know your thoughts on the offense against this Cardinals defense. I think that Cam Newton uh, was not on him the loss against the Texans. I think he's been playing pretty well the past couple of weeks. We're seeing receivers get into the game a little more. Uh, a receiver not named Jacoby Myers made receptions last mm-hmm. week, so maybe keep that trend going. Um, maybe this is the week the tight ends not named Ryan Izzo finally get involved. Devin Asiasi is off the IR, so maybe he'll be involved uh, on, on Sunday. Uh, so what's your game plan for the Patriots versus the Cardinals besides, obviously, trying to run the ball to their best at? Yeah, I mean, run the ball. <laughs> um, when, when, I mean, when I look at this Cardinals team, their strength is with Buda Baker. He, he is their defensive dynamo he's in their secondary he's a strong safety but he plays everywhere for the this cardinals team and so he's going to make a lot of plays reminds you a little bit of teron Matthew with how the the cardinals use his flexibility there uh but then i mean like you have your familiar faces you have patrick peterson out there uh as the locking down that cornerback role and then they have some uh, you know invested a lot in this linebacker position they have jordan hicks devondre campbell hassan reddick and isaiah simmons all really good athletes and downhill tacklers. And so if I am the the Patriots, it might be, I mean, I'm not going to expect that this is a game that a tight end is going to break out. I'm not going to expect that this, you know, Jacoby Myers is really going to stand out against Patrick Peterson. I mean, that's just not something that I'm going to expect. But so long as this Arizona Cardinals defensive front isn't as strong as their secondary, so long as they rank 26th in the league in yards allowed per run, that it's probably going to be worth it to run the ball against them. And that's exactly what we said last week against the Houston Texans, and the Texans had a worse run defense than the Cardinals. So going to continue to beat that drum. Patriots have to run the ball. My X factor is absolutely going to be Damian Harris, especially with Rex Burkhead out for the rest of the year. Damian Harris is going to have to step up and be the guy. And even if the Patriots fall down two scores in that third quarter, they cannot give up the run because that is their best hope in order to claw back against this Cardinals team and make sure that they have a chance to win at the end of the game. 
We said they were going to run it last week, Rich, and they made us look stupid. So I'm hoping that they don't make us look stupid again this week by throwing it a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't understand some of the decision-making in terms of why the Patriots abandoned the run against the worst run defense in the league, especially when the defense of the Patriots showed they had a lot of trouble stopping Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, excuse me, Deshaun Watson. And I'm really hoping they get back to that because the longer you can keep Kyler Murray off the field, the better your chances of winning, obviously. I'd love to see him run the ball a lot more. Uh I have a really weird feeling that this is going to be a good game for Nikhil Harry. I think this is a good Nikhil Harry game. I don't think he's really carved a rollout as a deep threat or hoping he'd be. Uh, he is very good at kind of running a dummy route and opening the middle of the field up for Jacoby Myers and Demir Bird. But I think this is one of those games where he could get the ball in space on a quick screen, maybe an end around, make some guys miss, and just be this an X, a little extra of an X factor uh, for me, Nikhil Harry. Just just as, the, as a big body who outmatches physically, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm hoping this is the game where he not has a breakout game, but just at least contributes a little more to the offense and can be kind of that, 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 that second, third, fourth running back in the quick screen game. I like that. I mean, this, this is uh, what is the reverse homecoming? You know, Arizona State guy welcoming the Cardinals back in home to Gillette Stadium. This is a good game for Nikhil Harry to have his breakout. I, I think uh, when it, you look at the slip screen game, that's probably a great idea. Uh, if the Patriots can get a good block on Buda Baker and a good block on Isaiah Simmons, then I imagine that Harry could do a pretty good job in that open field uh, if the Patriots are willing to give him that shot. Question remains whether or not they are willing to give him that shot. So that was a very interesting matchup. I like that. I mean, I, I personally just think that the Patriots offensive line needs to continue to play at such a high level as they've been doing because Cam Newton, uh, you know, when he has the opportunities, he has been doing pretty well in recent weeks. As you said, it's not necessarily his fault that they lost against the Texans team, but there is a little bit more that he could be doing if he had a little bit more time in certain cases. Uh, and, and I don't see that blue chip player in this Cardinals pass rush that other teams have had uh, as Chandler Jones is on the IR. So this Patriots team should be able to give Cam Newton a little bit of opportunity up front. I think that they'll run the ball. I love the idea of Harry having a big game. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how the Patriots are going to plan on attacking them. Uh, I usually have to ask you, Rich, a over-under for Cam Newton designed runs. Um, I'm going to switch it up just a little bit going forward for the rest of the year as the playoffs get more and more out of reach. Uh, I'm hoping at some point uh, Cam Newton will have a 100-yard rushing day. Uh, not going to happen this week, I don't think. Now, I'm going to kind of combine the Cam Newton design runs and the Cam Newton kind of scramble runs should the play break down. And I'm going to put the over-under on Cam Newton rushing yards against the Cardinals at 46. You're taking the over or the under? Ooh. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. He has... Uh only broken 46 yards once in his past five starts. I think that the Patriots have wanted to limit the possible like contact he's had in the open field, the amount of uh, rushes that he's doing that are like purely by design. And I, I think that you know maybe it just takes one big rush to kind of up tip end that scale. But I don't think that the Patriots are intending for Cam Newton to have that many runs. I kind of think that they'll use him in the short yardage situations like they have. Uh, and that's kind of it. And the Patriots will instead say we trust or would rather Damien Harris to get the ball to run. Another question I'll ask you before we get to predictions. Uh, last week we saw Demir Bird as the per first Patriots wide receiver in 2020 to catch a touchdown pass. Will another Patriots wide receiver <laughs> catch a touchdown pass this week? Sorry, two in a row. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm right, saying wow. 
I'm I'm feeling good about that one. I, I think that uh, I, maybe it'll be Nikhil Harry's time. Maybe it'll be Nikhil Harry. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to go with Jacoby Myers. I think Jacoby Myers has been that top option for this Patriots team. Uh, and I, I expect he'll be able to, you know, just wiggle his way into the end zone there, get that touchdown. I don't know how many touchdown passes Cam Newton will throw, but I kind of expect uh, or feel pretty good about uh, Jacoby Myers getting a score. All right, I'll, tell you, I'll even count it if it's like an end around to a receiver and they run it in. We'll count that as a receiver pass <laughs> just because that's the way it works. Again, I, I think there is a, a path to victory for the Patriots here. Uh, if certain things go right in the defense, they're able to contain Kyler Murray. If they can get the receivers involved in the game to set up the run a lot more and, and control the clock uh, with the ball in Damian Harris's hand. I mean, James White is at that, that change of pace back. Maybe we see Sony Michelle back this week. We're very curious to see if they do that with Rex Burkhead on IR. But – um, predictions are kind of what we do, and we've been really wrong the past couple of weeks, Rich. Uh, we, predict, we predicted a loss, and they won. Predicted a one, then they lost. Uh, maybe we can uh, get ourselves back off the schneid this week, since we're still over two in the last two weeks. You still have the hammer from your your Jets prediction a couple weeks ago. Patriots are hosting the Cardinals this Sunday, 1 p.m. What do you got? Oh man, I'm not gonna feel great about this. I'm going with the Cardinals. I'm choosing the Cardinals over the Patriots just because. A, I don't think that home field advantage matters at all. I think that the Patriots have shown on defense that so long as they're missing Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung, like a lot of these key players, they're not that same defense. They can't be relied to stop the run. They can't be relied to contain the quarterbacks and play that you know high-level, mistake-free football that we're typically expecting on the defense or from the defense at this stage in the season. When you're playing a quarterback like Kyler Murray, he will make you pay for making those mistakes, and, and you just can't have those. And I, I expect they'll to be a couple breakdowns in that secondary, a couple breakdowns in that defensive front seven that allows the Cardinals to lead those pretty long extended drives. And I, I think that, sure, Cam Newton, the Patriots offense, I think that they can put up some points, but I think the Cardinals are just better set up to do it a little bit more. Uh, I'm going to choose the Cardinals to win this game 27-24. Want to go a close one. Uh, if it's going to be 27-24, then odds are Cam Newton will have the ball late and he'll miss on fourth and six to, to close the game out while they're driving, because that seems to be how the Patriots lose these close games. <laughs> Again, I, I think to that point, Rich, like, you know, the Patriots teams that we're used to seeing in the past, skill level aside and talent level aside, there was just kind of a mental toughness that they had. Were they able to bounce back from losses or when the balls don't bounce their way? They kind of had an ability to put those losses behind them and really galvanize themselves as a team and, and, and show that leadership quality in the in the locker room and that mental toughness that allowed them to, to bounce back and win games. Uh, let's not to say they're not mentally tough players or there aren't leaders in that locker room. I don't want to detract from the what's what it has been put together in terms of chemistry, but I still think they have that that extra edge or that extra oomph that they've had to, to get them over humps like this and um i think to have lost a game to the texans like that the way they did uh isn't uh enough to really kind of get them them psyched for this game uh, i also think the patriots are going to lose this game um i don't think it'll be that close unfortunately i think the cardinals will put it put it up uh, 28 points uh, on the patriots if the Patriots get 17 i'll be very happy so i'll go 28 17 cardinals uh on the plus side rich we've both been wrong the past couple of weeks maybe this means like <laughs> win like 42 to 10 yeah no i would love to see that happen i would love for us both to be wrong uh and that way the patriots could you know still have an outside shot at making that postseason run um but we will see we will see hopefully the patriots do prove us wrong but that is all i have for week 12 of the nfl season alec what about you no, that should do it. I'm going to grab myself a turkey leg and, and drown my sorrows in that. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, Alec, you have a good one. You too, buddy. See ya. All right. Later, man.